welcome guys to a very special episode of Deep Thrones. This is what we're calling our Midweek Mayhem. Midweek Mayhem! Coming to you live on Hump Day. I, of course, mm. am Sims. My partner Sheedy's here. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Every day with me is Hump Day, ladies. Ain't that the truth? It yeah. is. Thank God right. we, we still have four more days before you see Danny again. So we're, Oh, God. <laughs> we're keeping the humping to a minimum right yeah, now. Yeah, but, you know, Danny and I, are we're... Because... Uh, Anyone who knows me knows I'm a Jon Snow guy, too. So her and his issues are going to be tough for me to, to reconcile. Ain't that the truth. Um, I just wanted to give, like, a, we just wanted to give a very genuine thank you uh, to our to our listeners. We've had an incredible response this week. Oh, yeah. Um, questions, feedback. I mean, everything's just been through the roof, and we really appreciate that you guys are interacting and and uh, listening in general. So you guys you guys are the real MVPs here. You are. You make it worth doing, and the questions that we're asked make it fun. And honestly, it's, it's been a lot of fun. So thank you guys. You guys literally are the best. It has been a lot of fun. I, I, I mean, I'm going to humble brag a little bit here because I still can't believe the fact that we have listeners in Detroit, freaking Boston, Virginia, mm. Germany, Nigeria. Oh. Like, it's, I mean, it, I couldn't believe, like, I still can't believe Chicago. How outrageous that is. Yeah, Chicago. But that's <laughs> home, that's home base, though. Yeah. <laughs> we got people who listen to us in Cali. I know I got a friend in Cali who listens to us. Uh, yeah, look, so. Would you look at that? Look at, we're basically look, international look at superstars at this point. Yeah. And I don't use the word superstar lightly. <laughs> um, so, we had a little uh, Easter egg in the last episode. We that, did. That I kind of met. I missed at least the first time when I was watching. I don't know if you caught us. A slight sliver of it, um, but Rob McElhenney, who plays Mac on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, That's right. was in um, was in last week's episode. And Martin Starr, who yep. plays Gilfoyle on Silicon Valley, another HBO show, mm-hmm. was they were both crew crew members of uh, You're on Yeah on Silence on You're on Ship. Yeah. And they caught they caught a couple of arrows. Rob, Rob McElhenney caught an arrow to the eye, straight to the eye socket. <laughs> so Rob actually he um once did one of those panels, you know, where someone will interview a bunch of people, and he interviewed the entire cast of Game of Thrones. This was a long time ago with like Young Maisie, Catelyn was in it. Jamie still had long hair, and he's been friends with the writers of Game of Thrones for a while. And in fact, the writers of Game of Thrones, I think, once were going to write or direct an episode of Sunny because he's so close with them. So I think wow. they did, actually. So I think that's why they probably said for the last season, like, let's get Rob in here. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, give back for him. Yeah. It, I, I wish, like, because it was so quick, though. Like, you, you, couldn't you really it. couldn't see it. I think someone said it was like .06 seconds where you would have had a shot at seeing him. Yeah. So if anyone is like, oh, yeah, I did see him, they're full of shit. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the article that came out two days yeah, later. Just like, almost... like I did. Um, so a couple important things that we wanted to address today. Um, there's some theories. Of course, there are theories just burning like wildfire around here. Oh, good reference. You like that? Midweek mayhem. That's why, that's why I get paid the big bucks. That's right. That's right. Um, so one of these is um, apparently people think that the Night King can be a Targaryen, uh, more specifically either the Night King or Rhaegar Targaryen. I just want to straight up debunk this. Um, it's been catching some steam because apparently it's a big thing. Um, that people are saying that only Targaryens can ride dragons and shit mm-hmm. like that. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about this on the pod before, but I just want to drive this home. Also, uh, the the uh, more than two people have mentioned the fact that the White Walker symbol looked like the Targaryen dragons yep, when it was caught on more, fire. Yeah, but yeah. explain explain it all, Chris, yes. and we'll discuss this. So, that, so those are the two things that are really driving people thinking that the Night King is a Targaryen. Um, here's the thing, and I don't want to sound condescending by any means, so I'm just going to go through and give straight facts here. Um, timelines don't match up at all. So yeah. the Night King was a first man. 
the Night King was a first man, but before we even get to that part, before we even get to that, the Army of the Dead is over 100,000 strong. And, and, you know, Aerys Targaryen and Rhaegar were alive, you know, maybe 10 years before the events of the show start. Right. Um, so it, it doesn't make sense. He, the Night King had to have been raising that Army of the Dead at mm-hmm. least, I mean, probably hundreds of years yes. to get to that point. So the, those timelines don't match up. But as you mentioned, the Night King is a first man, which was revealed to us. In, From the children. If, in, when they showed the scene where the children in the forest were creating the Night King or the first White Walker. Um, yep. Meaning, and let me tell you why this is important here. The first men were second to Westeros. So the first people to inhabit, um, is that the right word? Inhabit? inhabit, yeah. Yeah, inhabit Westeros were the children of the forest. The first men came over through Dorne um, and start kind of started taking over the children of the forest. And, and the first men first men were darker haired people, right? Yes, they were yeah. stark looking, Baratheon looking types mm-hmm. along those lines of the dark hair. Correct. Tully's. Yep, exactly. And then um, after the first men and the children of the forest became at peace, um, and that was, you know, after fighting White Walkers for a long time during the long night, um, the Andals came over and really started to uh, take over things because they had steel weapons and horses and and the night culture and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Blonde-haired folks. Exactly. Lannisters. Yep. When you think Lannisters, you think... um, It's banging your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I have a question. So did Bran the Builder, was he already constructing the wall before the Andals came? Yes. Okay. Yes. Bran the Builder, of course, was a Stark. So, exactly. So the the first men in the Children of the Forest, the only reason they became Pallies was to fight against the White Walkers in the Long Night. And the only reason the Children created the White Walkers initially was to fight the first men from cutting down their sacred trees correct and then it became that the white walkers became the bigger threat to correct. existence and we're talking these these events are at least six to eight thousand years prior to the events that we see in the show yes so that's just that does not match up at all with when the mad king and Rhaegar targaryen were alive and it doesn't match up at all with even when targaryen dynasties uh, arrived in yeah. westeros targaryens are neither first men nor andals correct they're, they're valerians they're valerian which um valerians the targaryens arrived in westeros at dragonstone approximately 350 years uh, you know i don't want to give an exact year after the but, long night but that's what you're no no no. It's about 350 years prior to the events in the show that's right when Aegon brought his military right. that's right right so the timelines are just all over the place it, yeah. that doesn't even make sense um another thing that i found interesting i was watching the you know behind the scenes like after the episode mm-hmm. and uh benioff one of the show writers actually said that only Targaryens can ride dragons, which really, really kind of like I was like, "What the fuck is that, dude?" That first of all, that's that's just not accurate. There's right. been in in the books, there's uh, there's people like in the World of Ice and Fire that encyclopedia encyclopedia book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been multiple non-Targaryen drag dragon riders in Valyria. Right, Targaryens were one of only or only one out of maybe fifty families or so that all rode dragons. Right. So, and if that's an understood rule, then why are why is Danny not like wait a fucking minute? How did John yeah. just do this? See, see, that's the th- kind of stuff that creates confusion amongst the viewers. It does, and and also, I mean. And if the show is going to play by its own rules like that, then that really like throws off any sort of predictions or anything that we can make. Right. Um, and an argument I would make, too, is regardless of what the Night King is, who he is, where he comes from, my theory is still that he's a Stark. 
just because mm-hmm. it's it's perfect for it. The Starks have a long connection to the wall between Bran the Builder and stuff, and the fact that the Starks lived in the Seven Kingdoms for thousands of years before Targaryen ever showed up, which is also right. why I believe the Prince that's promised is also a Stark. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Targaryens tie into it necessarily. I guess we'll figure that out. But uh, the thing for me is like, if you set that up, that to, to fly a dragon, you have to be a, a Targaryen. I feel like once the Night King kills it, though, and turns it into his thing, that it, it's, it's, it's yeah. not even, yeah, it's it's a white, essentially. It's a white, yeah. um, it's part of the army of the dead. It's just like yeah. the dead polar bears. It's just like, you know, the dead giants and stuff. So exactly. it, 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 it takes away that Targaryen aspect, in my opinion. And then my third point and final point that's really just put this whole theory to rest is it is known or we know as show watchers that if you kill a white walker then the whites underneath it or anyone that it turned also dies right they established that in season seven mm-hmm. so if by by following those lines then that would mean that the night king would be the original night king from the long night thousands of years ago before targaryens ever came before to targaryens were even in westeros or even in dragonstone at that point because yeah, valeria yeah, hadn't no been chance. destroyed yeah. yeah so it's it, it's you know it it doesn't make sense is what no. i'm getting at so. it's a it's a fun theory i think it's an interesting mm-hmm. theory and i think I'm really connected to what I've been reading lately. And again, there's a lot of stuff in the books that the show hasn't touched. You know, again, I feel like The Prince That's Promised is still something the show didn't touch a lot of. I don't think, I mean, Melisandre is the only one who talked about it. And then even she just talked about it in season seven, like just really quick with Danny and was like, well, I think The Prince is Promised. So I'm curious to see how the show does this. I want a motive from the Night King. Uh, and the books really. We're, we're gonna have to find out what that White Walker spiral symbol is too. That'll right. be big. That'll play in somehow. I do believe that the Starks have a huge connection to the Walkers, and there's a lot of theories that me and Chris were talking about, kind of pre pre production meeting, which was you know the Targaryens are known for having that dragon's blood. Well, mm-hmm. the Starks might be known for having Walker blood. Uh, who knows? It's possible. As Chris discussed once in a Westeros history minute, the Knights King, not the Night King, mm-hmm. once was a Stark that uh, ruled the uh, the Night Fort. Correct. He, yeah, he was Lord Commander of the of the Night's Watch, and that was way back when the the uh, Night Fort was the dominant castle on the wall, and there were thousands of Night's Watchmen. Uh, long story short, this Stark Lord Commander ended yeah. up hooking up with or smanging some as some would say on this pod yep uh, <laughs> both of us ended up smanging a white walker started, chick yeah he started sucking white walker toes and just went nuts and started yeah. uh, organizing the night's watch into an army to march south against the starks and and all the lords of the north right so that that was the you know the knight's king two separate and, things from the night king and the knight's king and again it's not and we've we've championed this on this podcast if it isn't established in the show then we can't take it as gospel from the books but you look at something that I don't know what happens to him in the books. Maybe you don't know yet either. But like a Benjamin Stark, look at the nod. I mean, maybe that was a nod from the show writers to a Night's King type thing. Like, look at here's a Stark who's literally half Walker before our eyes. Yeah, that's, in, that's what happened to Benjamin. You know yeah. what? What did happen? Why, to him why didn't the wall? he become a regular White? Why was he able to be undead but still have his feelings and feelings? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't he rip Bran apart? Yeah. I mean, this weird um, the, the powers of the Bran the Breaker, Bran the Builder. Bran Stark, all these Starks in the north for me are, are way more significant than the Targaryens, but I mean, I'm, they of course have a role to play as well because it's a song of ice and fire. Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone's looking at anyone other than Jon Snow as the prince that's promised of the established characters right now, 
Uh, I don't I don't know who else he could look at because he literally is ice and fire coming together. Yeah. Unless of course Danny I mean, does have that bun in the oven. Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 the other leading theory is is their kid is going to be the prince that was promised. Um, I also wanted to address a question that I've been getting a lot this or that we've been getting a lot this week. Um, a lot of people have asked. Why exactly does John have a better claim to the throne than Daenerys does? A lot of a lot of people want to know because they. I mean, it, it it's it's a good question because if you right. don't know the events that happened before the show, if you're just like tuning in in season eight, or if you just binged really quick and didn't yeah. really like listen to everything, you don't really understand it. So I, I challenged you on it too, and, and we'll go yeah, through it. Yeah. So um, the 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 one rule that you have to remember as far as uh, Westerosi succession goes is the succession passes to the eldest trueborn male and that's right. so um Aerys targaryen who's the mad king mm-hmm. was rhaegar's father aka Jon yeah. snow's grandfather okay yeah Aerys was Jon snow's grandfather rhaegar mm-hmm. was Jon snow's father correct and right. keep in mind viserys at this point is probably about 20 years younger yeah he's a baby oh, I mean, yeah, and Aerys yeah. are babies yeah exactly literal babies um so the the line of succession from Aerys targaryen the mad king goes directly to rhaegar targaryen as the oldest male yes and then once you know rhaegar dies then the succession is up in the air a little bit because nobody knows that Jon snow exists right right so the proper thing in that case to, to go down would, would be for Eris to name another heir. But him being the Mad King and people right. marching on King's Landing and things, he didn't really have time to do that. Yes. Um, but since all that was left up in the air and Jon Snow now pops up as a legitimate child of Rhaegar, a legitimate Targaryen, that means following that same line, succession passes to the eldest trueborn male, mm-hmm. that means that Jon Snow a.k.a. Aegon Targaryen, is right. next up in line for the throne. Now, had Aerys Targaryen said after Rhaegar died... When Varys died comes trident, of age. Yeah, exactly. After Rhaegar died on the trident, if Aerys was like, you know, when Viserys, Viserys is of yeah. age, he's the heir. Or, um, you know, he could have passed it to Danny. He could have passed it to Danny if he wanted, but, um, you know, that probably wouldn't have went down well because it's it's kind Usually of sexist. Thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah um so that that's how that works so right and john technically has the best claim and also people remember if you look back and say well ned thought that joffrey shouldn't have it the reason for that was because joffrey wasn't robert's son he ned knew that joffrey was jamie's but mm-hmm. if joffrey was robert's son ned 100 percent would have been fine with joffrey assuming exactly. the throne that's why it didn't go to a stannis type guy exactly know? And it, it, it's, it, it gets thrown off, too, because a lot of people who just tuned in, uh, casual viewers, are like, well, how the hell did Robert Baratheon get on the throne then? And yada, yada, yada. So it, yeah. it, there are a lot of moving parts, but that's that's the general rule. It goes to the eldest trueborn male. Yes, and, and for people who say, you know, and, and that's a great point, too. If you look at every, uh, even before Ares, I mean, wasn't, um, what was the grand, the maester's name up at the oh, wall? Amen. Aemon. Yeah. So he never would have had a claim because yeah. his brother was the king and it would go straight to his kid. So if you look at it that way, it's easier to kind of understand how yeah. it works. And you, well, and, and, and Chris it, is right, too, that literally as before, I mean, did Eris even know Rhaegar was killed before he got fucked up? It all, did it happen quickly? Yeah, no, yeah he because 
the Battle of the Trident was the last big battle in Robert's Rebellion. And he knew he was screwed. And Yeah, because his army was gone at that and point. That's when Rhaegar met the Warhammer. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he got up, up close and personal. Um, but we could actually, I mean, I don't want to get too far into like the whole Aemon thing, but that was a whole fucked up scenario where like his brother and all their kids died and like... So there was the the yeah. the uh, throne was like up in the air for that one, and that was when. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the Duncan Egg uh, series and stuff like that? I've heard of it. Uh, it's it all ties in and stuff. So yeah. Well, I I did a lot of uh, a deep dive into Rhaegar today, earlier today. A deep dive. I watched oh, a lot nice. of videos on his Rhaegar. Did you get him guts? Jeez. I saw his guts. <laughs> you rearranged. I rearranged <laughs> Rhaegar's guts a little bit. And, I love uh, it. Yeah, he's the moon and my stars, and uh, <laughs> so I did a lot of a deep dive into him and how he kind of screwed over the Martell lady like big time. Oh yeah. Because and how Elliot the Martell. balls on this guy. In front of his wife, in front of the Starks, in front of the Baratheons at that fun event, that fair, when he crowned Lyanna. At the tourney at Harrenhal. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Yep. The balls on him. Yep. That's, and, that's uh, where it all went. That's where the whole war started was, was yeah. him and giving the um, the champion, the, uh, what is it, the champions? Like the throne, like the crown. Yeah, whatever. the flower. Yeah, and it was, uh, and apparently too, one of the, one of the cool things I read was that he, uh, he was almost in talks to with some people to overthrow his own father because yep. he knew his dad was bad for business, yep. but he let his, his heart got in the way. He did that with Lyanna, and then he lost any chance at convincing any Northern Lords because the Baratheons and Starks had already made that deal. Yep, to go to war. And and the, and the Aarons, too. The whole veil was behind them. He lost, too, the so, entire, and when yeah. I say North, I don't even mean like the true North. I mean like North of King's Landing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, that's some interesting stuff. So, you know, um, if you guys, uh, if some recommended reading, I would say World of Ice and Fire is some great stuff. I just to bought get it today. Um, uh, Fire and Blood, the Targaryen anthology is pretty good. Yeah. So check and, that and, stuff out. And the Targaryens ruled peacefully for a very long time. Uh, peacefully and you, in quotes. And well, I want to point out real quick: Aegon Targaryen, the original conqueror of Westeros, while he was a conqueror, showed mercy. He yeah. was very merciful. If you bent your knee, he let you lead your area. But you were you understood. Who's that sound like today? A little Danny action, huh? But bend the knee. Was he as threatening as Danny? I feel like Danny's quicker to burn people. He Dude. burned people on the battlefield, but once yeah. they were ready to bend the knee, he was like, all right, do your thing. Well, but he also, I mean, he sent out ravens from Dragonstone saying, like, come here and pledge fealty, or else I'm going to come burn your yeah. shit down. That's With what, and that's the greatest dragon the world's ever known. Yeah. Would Valerian the Black, from what I understand, the Black Dread, right? That was his yeah. name, Valerian mm-hmm. the Black Dread. Yep. From what I understand, he would make Drogon look like a puppy, right? This yes. guy was like a oh, he, yeah. They said his wings would um, get, cover a city, a whole town in shadows. Yeah, that's... Um, Valyrian the Black Dread is like, like I would say Drogon's probably the size of the other two dragons, like, uh, Visenya's and Rhaenys' dragons, maybe. Cause Drogon's still young compared to, compared to Valyrian. Valyrian lived right. for like 150 years. He's an old boy. Yeah. So. So dragons are like turtles, huh? Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> yeah, reptiles. Reptiles, I guess. Yeah, I guess it would be a reptilian, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's they got good. scales. They got scales. They're very scaly. Yeah, scales. Yeah. Um, and then last topic I wanted to t- touch on for our midweek mayhem here. Midweek mayhem is <laughs> is Arya's dragon glass weapon that she uh, gave gave Gendry the blueprints for. Um, I feel like that's definitely going to be something that is that makes a big impact later on, maybe in episode three. Um, but what do you think that thing is? I mean. It almost looks like a gun of dragon glass, like, like a projectile like a shooter, like a dart. Yeah, yeah. which it, it would be cool if it if they make a way for it, like one of those air darts would be cool. But that actually wouldn't have enough power. But 
It's like a spring, maybe a spring-loaded yeah. thing. They what got are, springs. What are the don't don't like? They can do darts. I remember from like fucking Deadliest Warrior. Remember that show on Spike TV? Oh hell yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> like they had the IRA on there once. And I was like, <laughs> let's go. So did you see that episode where the, where the ninjas had something similar to that? Like yeah, they and did. It, like came out, but it yeah. had a string on, or like a chain on it. And she might have something like that. It's gonna be a projectile. Be it's not gonna be a bow and arrow, but. Uh, Again, it, don't worry, it's not a gun. There's no gunpowder in yeah. it. It's going to be probably, a, they have springs, you know? It'll be a spring-loaded type thing. And also, she we know that she's good with um, Her close, hands. close-hand combat. So, like, she's, the, she used the uh, staff all the time in Bravos. She uses the, um, the cat's paw dagger. Right. And I feel like that blueprint was maybe, like, a combination of those two things. A long rod and then, like, a small yeah. dagger that goes into it. That's like us. A long rod and a small dagger. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork dude. makes the dream work. I'm good in close close quarters, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I think that will be important going on later on. But um, to get on a little bit lighter note, we, we did want to do a quick quiz quick here. Quick quiz. Oh, get, get your phone out, Chris. Yeah, yeah. We'll grab, Me and Chris at the same time are going to take a which Game of Thrones character are you quiz. And we're going to do it on the podcast so there's, um, you know, no lying. <laughs> yeah, so you can't I'm be like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm Jon Snow. I'm, be like, uh, I'm the coolest. I'm Stannis Brethren. So you I'm got Joe yours. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you can, so you can read out the questions then. You want me to? Yeah. All right. So you got it pulled up because you, you you read better than that. no. I'm good. Yeah, um, I got to pull up. All right. So let's do begin quiz. Hit begin quiz. All right. First question of fifteen. All men must die. How would you like to leave this world? Old and surrounded by my loved ones is option one. Option two. Doing something exciting like skydiving or running with the bulls. Three. While I'm sleeping, ideally, I'll never know what hit me. And four. I'm too awesome to die. Plus, won't science or magic come up with something by then? What, what do you say, Chris? Well, no, no, no. Should we silently pick our answers, or should we? I'm gonna go old and dying, or old and surrounded by loved ones. Loved ones. I was yeah. gonna say while I'm sleeping. Ideally, I'll never know what hit me. Okay. All right. So I picked mine. You picked yours. Tight. I, I, I mean, realistically, I would say like getting mugged and shot in the streets of Chicago or something, but that wasn't an option. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for me, I would say probably just uh, sucking toes. Sucking toes. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> never came up for air. <laughs> He died with Amelia on his face, doing what he loved. <laughs> Next question. Oh, sorry. Midweek Mayhem. Do you have any secrets? <laughs> one, nope. What you see is what you get with me. Two, not really. Besides, they really big one I don't want to talk about. Three, yes, just a handful. Or four, I can barely keep track of all the secrets I have about me, about other people, etc. <sighs> I'm going to go just the one. Just, well, a uh, handful. I'm, I'm a handful. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't really have secrets. Uh, I'm pretty open. I mean, I, it's just like it's stuff that I'm not just going to voluntarily tell someone. Right, like, right. They, like ask me, like you know, I don't know. I'm going to say not really. Besides the really big ones, I don't like to talk about. So yeah, you go with just a handful. I'm going to go right. with that one. All right, fine. All right. So number three is: Is the pen really more powerful than the sword? Does it have weed in it? Does it have? That's true. Is that's, it a jewel? Exactly. <laughs> uh, no. Option one is yes, absolutely. Two, sometimes it sort of depends on the situation. Or three, I don't understand this question. You know what a sword is, right? I'm gonna go with sometimes. Sort of depends on the situation. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with yes. I believe diplomacy always is the answer. Good boy. I'm going to be fucking Tyrion. Good boy. What is your flirting style? Loose and carefree. If it breathes, I flirt with it. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes if it doesn't breathe. Yeah. yeah. Kyborn. 
minus no chains for you. Uh, two, aggressive. I see what I like and I go after it. No, that's not me. Three, I like playing hard to get. Four, flirting does not interest me, nor does his question. Five, I don't really have a style. I'm going to go aggressive. You're aggressive? Yeah. And I don't really have a style. What's your style? What's your style? Ah, I think you could block me. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, so I don't really have a style. Question five. You fool, this isn't even my final form. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is so weird of South Park. I love it. Your friend would describe you as... One, stubborn. Two, fiery. Three, mischievous. Four, sarcastic. Five, intimidating. Six, brooding. Well, I'm sarcastic, guaranteed. Yeah. Um... That's it. Um, <laughs> I'm go stubborn, probably, maybe. I don't know. You can get stubborn, I, I'm not any sure. of those. Whatever. Yeah, you can get a little stubborn sometimes. Yeah. You're a little stu- set in your ways. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Hey, we all are. If you could be the star of your own movie, what sort of movie would it be? One, a war story. Two, a family drama. Three, a political thriller. Four, an adventure with a dash of romance. Five, a revenge tale. Or six, a comedy. War well, story all day. And, and for me, is obviously a comedy, right? Yeah. Well, because you make them every day. True. That's a shitty original. Do you consider yourself a nice person, Chris? One, no. Being nice is overrated and a sign of weakness. Two, sometimes I might have done a few nice things last week. Three, I tried my best to be nice, but it doesn't always work out. Four, yes, I'm a nice person. I try my best. Um... I feel like I'm a nice person sometimes. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I try my best too. I, I think yeah. we both go with I try my yeah. best. We really do. All right, question eight. Your friends get you a new board game. What do you do before playing? One, nothing. I just wing it. That's the best way to learn. Two, I study all the instructions. Three, I just read the how to win section. Or four, I have my friends explain the game to me. They brought it after all. Read that how to win section, baby. I just have my friends explain it to me. There's no point in playing a game if you're not playing to win. All right, well. Put it that way. All right, well, that's fine. I sometimes play it for the fun of it. <laughs> I'm in a... Games aren't fun unless you're winning. All right, games aren't fun unless everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> All right, uh, imagine you get to take a field trip to Westeros. What's the one thing you have to bring with you? One, a sword. Two, maps and books about Westeros. Three, lots of gold. Four, a horse. Five, a bodyguard. I'm going to go with gold. Because you want to buy stuff? Well, you could buy everything on that list with gold. That's true. That's true. I'm going to go with gold, too, then. All right, well. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, that's true. Let me think. I'm actually... Because I originally was re- was leaning the maps and stuff so that I could find all the local haunts. So I'm going to go with maps. Are you a fan of underdogs and outcasts? One, yes. I can't help but empathize. Two, I'm a bit of an outcast myself, but I wouldn't say I actively root for people like me. Three, depends on the underdog. Four, no, I only support winners. Chris. I'm gonna go with yeah. I can't help but empathize. Uh, There's nothing better than like March Madness, and you still have like a 16 seat like Loyola Chicago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, that was tight. Or I, last year, I guess. I mean, I feel like I'm a bit of an outcast myself, so I'm gonna go with that one. Nice. Yeah. Would you look at that? Do you care if your family approves of who you date? One, of course, my family knows me best. Two, my family couldn't care less. Three, nope, it's my life. Four, it's sort of complicated in my case. You don't want to know. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, I, my family would accept who I liked, so I would just say my family couldn't care less. And and I, I actually would say that, too, for myself, so I'm going to go with there that. There we go. What does success mean to you? One, landing my dream job. Two, taking care of my family. Three, living a life of adventure. Four, doing well financially. Sadly, I'm going to say doing well financially. Yeah. I'm going to go with landing my dream job. Because nice. for that, that would lead to the financially one, but the landing my dream job means that I'm writing a TV show somewhere. 
Skip that advertisement. True. How do you feel about pets? <laughs> One, I think pets are fine, especially when they're useful. My pets are like my children. I'm more comfortable around my pet than I am around most people. Pets are the worst. See, like, they got to specify. Because, like, if you got, like, a pet, like, snake or something, or, like... Yeah, it's not your kid. Yeah, you know, that's not, like, I mean... This is my son, Mr. Rattles. <laughs> Say hello to Mr. Rattles. I'm going to go with they're fine when they're useful. And I'm going to... What do you mean when they're useful? Like, if your dog... Like, you know what I mean. Like, if your dog get is, peanut like, butter out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to say I'm more comfortable with my pet than I am around most people. My pet's like family. Put the peanut butter I've never, away. I've never owned I've never owned a dog or a cat. Or, yeah, dogs or are the best. Oh, my God. I love dogs. I had some fish. I, I got some fish. You got some fish? Yeah. Fish are cool. Yeah. They, they're not much... They're not much. They're not useful. Yeah, they're not a bull. <laughs> be honest. How important would the iron throw be to you if you lived in Westeros? One, my only priority would be getting my butt on that throne. Two, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Three, I would care who sat on the Iron Throne, but I wouldn't want it to be me. Four, I'd prefer to rule over my domain from a chair that didn't draw blood. Five, what's an Iron Throne? I'm going to go with I would care who sat there, but I wouldn't want it to be me. I would. If, so if I put myself in Game of Thrones with the mentality I have now, I'd pretty much be a beta. So my main thing would just be staying alive, so I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Yeah, you get if, once you start getting near the throne, your chances of dying exp- exponentially increase. You're, yeah, you're in trouble because yeah. it's the game. Yeah. And the final question: Do you lead or follow? Lead, follow. I rule. Ooh, I'm gonna go with lead. I'm gonna go with follow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh shit! Who'd you get? I got a Ned boy. I got Tyrion. Oh shit! Well. I'm- Ned's way cooler than... T- well, Read damn, the little paragraph. I'm gonna die? Read the little paragraph. I'm going to cut your fucking head off. All right. I'm alive at this point. You're dead. I'm Ned. Hardworking, faithful, and duty-bound. You're an inspiration to us lesser mortals. Thank you. Uh, you, li- <laughs> Thank you. You live by an unwavering code of honor, but your stubborn inability to change with the times can make you a bit of a relic. Not oh. that that's a bad thing, of course. Lots of honorable relics live happily ever after. Yeah. You'll probably be one of them. Well, well, thanks, guys. You'll be an honorable relic, is what it said. Yeah, well. Uh, so mine says you are Tyrion. You wear your sarcasm and wit like a shield, one crafted from your own love of words and cynicism. You don't suffer fools, but you do have a soft spot for cripples, bastards, and broken things. No one knows your own flaws better than you, but you've worked hard to be, if not a good person, then at least a decent one. Damn it. I am Tyrion, if that's the description. Yep. Where, where, where's, uh, where's the thing in there that you have a, a soft spot for hookers and whore wizardry? Uh, well, he loves Danny, <laughs> and I love Danny. Does I've he? never, does I've never love? once. Do, we don't know that he. I loves have Danny. never. No, he does. Come on, dude. It's when he says other men will love you about Dario, and then she stands up and he has that like face. You know. Yeah. Come on, yeah. and also so. I've never bought hookers, though, for the record. Never! Don't give me that look! I've never purchased any... I've never paid for any sauce before. <laughs> never paid for any sauce. No. All my sauce is hard-earned, all right? <laughs> I gotta pay for sauce in, like, I have to buy a bunch of fucking dinners. Yeah, you go I gotta sit through Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> you're, always, you're paying for the sauce somehow, yeah. That's true. That's hon- sauce, honestly, man. wow. I will, Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Why can't I just cut out the middleman? Hey... People have done it. Tyrion, Tyrion's done it. Yeah, and that's who I am, I guess. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I like being Tyrion. 
Um, so thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys like the midweek mayhem. We tried to uh, switch it up a bit. Midweek mayhem. Give you guys some more content since this is the last season, uh, sadly. Yeah. So we're not going to be talking about Game of Thrones in five weeks. We hope we dispelled some of those rumors. We hope we uh, enlightened you a little bit. And also hopefully, and this is all up in the air right now, we might actually be getting our podcast on Spotify for all of you out there who prefer the Spotify app. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, but again, we really appreciate no promises it. there. Yeah. No promises. No prince that's promised there. Uh, <laughs> but we really appreciate all the participation on the polls, all that stuff. You guys have been awesome. Like we super appreciate everything you guys do uh, by listening and by participating. Deep Thrones fans, MVPs, 2019. We love you guys. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday for episode two. Chris, are you good? I'm Gucci King Hopai. King Hopai. No, no, Queen Danny and and suckable and suckable boys. <laughs> <laughs>